Hello, creatives. You are listening to episode six of 99% Perspiration. We are a weekly podcast bringing you interviews and advice with today's creative professionals so that you can use their advice and become tomorrow's. On today's 99% perspiration. When you start out, you're kind of like responding to your situation, whereas now, over the last four years, we've figured out what the rhythm of our industry is, what our highs and lows are, what we need to do. So now this is all instinctive to us, but when you're first starting out, unless you've studied business, it might not naturally come to you. And I hadn't formally studied business in any form. It was just something I've always been interested in, and I thought, right, I'll give it a go. That's Era Catcher. She's Managing Director at RGB Media Limited, based here in Sunderland. Since they founded in 2011, they've won a host of awards and have built up and built up over time. Now they have four members of staff and their own office at Sunderland Software City. So if you're interested in graphic design or starting your own business, Ira's got some advice for you. To me, coaching, life coaching, performance coaching, it's all about listening and asking questions it's a conversation basically is what it is it's exactly what we're doing now having a conversation <laughs> and people get caught up in the life coaching part of it or this coaching part of it to me coaching is a way of being and that's my way of being i like to coach Gillian casson is a management coach at sky and she also works as a life coach helping people from many different types of backgrounds including creative ones Throughout her experience as a coach, she's gained a lot of skills about how to get the best out of the people around you. And she's going to share some of those skills on today's podcast. And as usual, every week on 99% Perspiration, we feature a music artist. This week, it's MXI. They're based in Huddersfield and their music is experimental and gorgeous. And if you're a band or a singer-songwriter or a musician and you're hoping to get your music out there, then please do consider getting it on 99% Perspiration. You can find our contact info on the website 99podcast.com. Hi, I'm Eric Katcher, Director of RGB Media. In a nutshell, RGB Media is a creative agency. We offer branding, print design and web design. Um, it's all about that, as I say, the, the full uh, cohort of services. With many businesses, you know, you'll need some sort of graphic work doing. And we kind of do it all in-house because then you've got that kind of control from the startup. We know how you set up, so we kind of build on that. And we always say one of the biggest unique selling points for us is actually if you hire us for graphic design you're still getting a web input on there you know so when I'm doing graphic design Adam will still pipe go in and go right from a web point of view or a digital technologies point of view we need to consider this and vice versa if you hire us for a website job you're still getting design input and also my comms background so you're not just getting a website I kind of go into my marketing mode or my PR mode and go right from a PR point of view you want a call to action or you want to kind of turn that into a key message on this page and so it's kind of like you're cashing in on extra services because we can't help ourselves from 
dipping into other projects, even if it isn't by rule my project, you know. So that's a big thing of what we're about, that hopefully try us out for one project, see how you feel. But more often than not, we find that we kind of end up creating long term relationships. And that's what we're passionate about again working with businesses over a long period because we're a big believer if we do our job right you'll grow and with you we can grow like I said earlier that we're the backstage team and if we do our job right your business will go from strength to strength and obviously if you go from strength to strength hopefully you'll go you know what let's hire these guys again and you'll continue working with us because we'll have a relationship so we kind of feel like the best we can do is make our clients business a success and when they're a success we feel like we've done our job brilliantly so that's who we are that's what we love um I don't want to bore you because to be honest with you I could talk for hours about RGB it's it's what I love it's what I do so in a nutshell that's us <laughs> I've always wanted to be my own boss and I always thought you know if you can it, it's, if there's anyone out there that would love to consider doing work, business for themselves do it especially at Sunderland there's so much support the university as well as the city itself so it was one of those things I always wanted to do but I thought oh you need years and years behind you but something like the Enterprise Place kind of suddenly made it very viable for me to say I want to do this. I need a bit of help on the business side of things, but this is what I want to do. And by chance, Adam had done a master's in enterprise. Um, so he was like, well, I know quite a bit. And I was like, well, that's the bit I don't know. In terms of marketing our business, I can do that bit. And it just, and that's exactly what we do, that what we offer is exactly what most young or startup businesses need, which is, you know, graphic work, promotion work, and a digital presence. Because in this day and age, if you don't have a digital presence, you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot. So. It was kind of born out of our own need as well as other people telling us, can you do this for us? So we knew from the get-go that if we play this right, there is definitely a need for what we're offering. And especially in Sunderland, there, at the time at least, there wasn't many agencies offering what we offer. I think over the years there have been more and more that have done it because I think people are realising it goes hand in hand. But for us, it was like, we love doing this and if we can do it every day, it's a complete win. <laughs> you grow up very fast in terms of your business knowledge. I remember when we first set up and it was like, I always said we knew our product. Both of us were very, very confident about... He knew web design, I knew design and comms. It was like no one, not to sound too arrogant, but no one needed to tell me what I needed to do because I'd been taught really, really well at university, so I knew what to do. But translating that into a viable business, turning sales targets, creating you know a forecast structure, all of that stuff was very daunting. And now I look back and I kind of think, oh, that's all... Yes, that's fine. You could probably do... Me and Adam will have a conversation as we walk into work and and covering those things now whereas at the time it was very daunting I think that's the biggest change we've grown a lot with the business so how we approach our work is very different I mean we're doing well um, but I think that's the biggest change is how we are in business that the decisions we used to make then wouldn't happen now just because you're more informed you know what the right call is or if you're not sure it's just being able to predict a bit better whereas when you start out you're kind of like responding to your situation whereas now over the last four years we've figured out what the rhythm of our industry is what our highs and lows are what we need to do to kind of attract the attention where we need to attract the attention and how to use utilize what we have to kind of really give us a good platform so now this is all instinctive to us but when you're first starting out unless you've studied business it might not naturally come to you and I hadn't formally studied business in any form it was just something I've always been interested in and I thought right, I'll give it a go because I've always been brought with that attitude of if you want to do something you've got to give it a go you can't just give up on it before you've tried so I think that's a big change but also now we actually have two girls working for us as well so in a way we've doubled the size of our company we have our own office space so that's quite nice considering the 
that, that formal discussion of let's do RGB media happened over a glass of wine at dinner, which sounds like such a cliche, but it really was. It was, we were out for a meal and we all kind of said, right, let's just do it. And then it was like, right, the next day we got home, our laptops in the living room and that's how we set up the company. So I think it's if you've got an idea, just go with it. And that's the big thing now. We have an office, we have staff and it's a completely different responsibility, but it's amazing and it's exciting because we're going on to bigger and better things. Can I like take you back to the days of work experience with mm-hmm. Empire and the other companies yeah. you went to? Um, how important do you think it is to like seek work experience? And is it easy to for, to get people to say, yes, come along and join us? First part of the question, I'll say it's priceless. It's absolutely priceless because, yes, I was taught really well at university. I had some great lecturers and I've learned a lot from them. But it's a whole different ball game soon as you go into industry. Like, even though I knew so much, when I went into Empire or I was working at Hex, I'm doing a bit of design for them or whatever, it was just like, it just somehow it's different. It sounds really weird, but you're working to a real life brief. The biggest difference I find is at uni, you get an assignment brief and it's great, but you work to exactly the idea you want. You don't necessarily get told that's the wrong answer, very rarely in a creative subject like journalism or design, but you get marked on the level of delivery on that. Whereas in a real world, if it's not what the other person wanted, it'll go in the bin basically and I think that's a big reality check that's really important and working to real time real life time scales and budgets and briefs that is priceless and uni are great at giving you certain assignments and they even have projects on that you can get involved in which I did a lot of you know I was part of a few magazine projects and that they've kind of evolved over the years but when I was here it used to be called in journalism and when I remember when that got set up and I volunteered to be on that because I was like I need any experience I can get in terms of running a real magazine and over the years it's evolved but that's what's so priceless and I think if you can seek the work experience do it there are a lot of agencies that will give you the time of day there are some that won't but again in the situation you're in you've got to try and hit apply like 20 hopefully three or four will reply back which doesn't seem like a great return but if you only apply to three or four you're already knocking your chances back so it just depends some places will give you lots of time and help and nurture you others you might not get as much experience but then again you're still learning a different type of skill in the industry that you are a small part of a bigger office and you might not always get the attention you want but you learn from everything I think it's up to you how much you can learn from the placements because I did a lot of them um, and from all the different ones I learned a lot of different things of what I want to do how I want to do it but also now that I'm in business a lot of things of what I want to do in my business and what I want to do differently as well because I'd been a staff somewhere else so I knew that right that's the work ethos I do want to take or that part of the business structure I don't quite agree with because I I've seen how it works lower down the, you know, it makes sense on a senior level, but doesn't always translate. So for me, that was another thing where when I was going to those placements, that wasn't something I was assessing. But it's just be a sponge, be a sponge, absorb everything around you. It sounds really silly to say that, but just absorb anything and everything around you because it's all knowledge and information about how you fit into your industry. So even if you don't go and do what I did, even if you still carry on working for someone else, having as much experience of different types of businesses, that means you're really bringing something to the table when you're going in for a job interview because then you're you're really able to understand how you're going to fit into that organisation because a designer doesn't work on their own. A writer doesn't work on their own. You know, an editor doesn't. You've got to understand how everybody is and where you fit in. And I think that's a big thing. I think a little bit humbling, I think, when you're young, you're 18 and 19, you kind of think the world's your oyster and you're going to rock the world and what you do is the best thing, which is great to have that passion but at the same time you are a part of a team you know you aren't always going to be number one in the team and that is a big learning curve when you're in industry how to kind of slot yourself in and be useful that's priceless 
Um, I'd like to ask a bit about graphic design, Echo. Yes. So what what would you say are the essential skills someone needs to have if they're going into graphic design? Um, well, obviously, you need to be efficient on the software. All the, depending on your industry. So for us, it's InDesign, Illustrator, Photoshop, because they're your basic graphic tools. So whatever creative one you're going, especially graphic... Be on top of what's going on in the software. Be you know, keep learning. Keep there's great tutorials out there. Obviously, you're learning in uni, but there are some fantastic resources online. Um, thanks to things like Twitter and YouTube, you can connect with some of the world leaders in graphic design and pick their brains, which I think is priceless. You know, even myself, I'm part. I talk to those people. I'll tweet with them. I'll chat with them, and I'm still learning. I've been doing this for a long time, but I'm still learning. You know, there's there's always something to learn and something to do, and I think be part of that industry conversation. Know what's going on. What are the trends? Where's design going? What's what's the need? And doing that. But apart from that, it's your portfolio. Try and get as much experience as you can, because again, your CV having a certain qualification tells me or any other agency that you're qualified to a certain level and you know the software and you've got a certain level of training but your portfolio tells me what you bring to the table because you're going into a creative position so having a great master's is great you have a nice piece of paper that says master's but that doesn't tell me what creative talent you're bringing because each agency has a style RGB has a very particular style if you go on our website you'll see our aesthetic our style so obviously we lean towards designers who we feel are a natural fit to our aesthetic we all, we do look at other designers we have other freelancers we work with that are outside of our style a bit because if the client needs it we can obviously offer them that broad spectrum but if you kind of have a portfolio that tells me more than anything what your style is how you approach your work um, and I think for a graphic designer, your portfolio is your be-all and end-all. And the one advice I would give is, obviously have a, a physical portfolio, but get a digital portfolio as well. There are quite a few portfolio sites out there where you can upload to and do that. But also, to be honest with you, nowadays, buying a domain and hosting isn't that expensive. So if you can set yourself up with a professional portfolio, because that means you've got, again, as a creative, I'm sure you'll appreciate, you want things to look a particular way. So designing your own portfolio gives you true flexibility of showing me what you're about, the exact way you want to show me that. And I think that's really, really important. Again, if you're going to networking events as a freelancer, because that, that is how I started out, um, having business cards, having a professional area I can contact you through or, or platform I can contact you through so having a good twitter presence having a strong linkedin presence all of these things kind of add to before you've even walked through the door because we'll get cvs through and i do i don't lie about it i do i look on their linkedin i will see if it's a, um, a comms position they're going for i'll look at their t social media see what they're saying what they're doing and again that's the, the flip side of that is be very aware of what you are saying on your social media because it's there there's a lot of people who like I, Twitter, I use it casually as well as professionally, but my Facebook, I'm very aware of what I put on and don't put on because that's just, I'm quite a per private person, but also when I'm going to network events or I'm at business things, when people Google me, my Facebook will rank. And that for me, especially being a business owner, it's a very important thing of what impression is out there of me. And the best example I can give, I was um, in a event with IBM recently because there was a big event on at our business center and i was just chatting away and moving like a semi-informal pitch and it was just tell us a bit about your business and see how we can help in that anyway while i was in that meeting when i got out adam was like our twitter's been going crazy all the people you know, goes this guy's been tweeting saying this and this person said you were really passionate and they loved your idea for the future of rgb and, and i was like 
let me see who they are and it was all the people I was chatting to in the building so while I was talking to them they were on their iPads I could see they were on their iPads but I was like maybe they're replying to emails I didn't but while I was still talking to them they were tweeting and Facebooking and connecting on LinkedIn so even though I'm there in that moment they are still on my social media so it's a really big part and as, as a designer or any that's I think that's a bit of professional advice for anyone in any industry your digital presence in this day and age is it's so key to how you're going to present yourself um so the digital portfolio for me is essential as well because it's a good way to be able to send me work if you're sending me a digital cv you can just either you can upload some files which is fine but obviously you've got limitations of attachment files and all that stuff this way you can just say here's a present presentation of everything i do or what i offer a bit about me and it straight away to me to be honest makes go you know what, i'm going to take this a little bit more seriously than i will an email that is just I'm someone looking for a job. Do you have something going? Because it makes me think you're thinking yourself of as a professional and how you're going to be in this industry. So that's the biggest thing I'll say. Focus on your portfolio while you're at uni, definitely. We've always loved what we do. Um, but again, you get that recognition from your peers or people that you respect. That's, I think that's one of those moments in business where you go, right, we're doing it right. And obviously the Echo portfolio and the blueprints weren't just for our creative, but they were for our business as well. So that was that was kind of a double, yes, great, we got them because that told us that what you're doing creatively is great, but also your business is sound. And I think anyone in business will appreciate that. That's always a good pat on the back to say you've got the right structure in place to grow. And I think that's any business that has that, you can be successful. You can find out more about RGB Limited by going to their Twitter at RGBLTD or their website, which is rgb-ltd.co.uk. One of the things Ira mentioned was the Enterprise Place, and they're a service based in Sunderland that offer uh, graduates and students at the university a chance to start their own business. Yes, it's a very specific just to University of Sunderland students, but they've got great advice, they've got great knowledge, so I'm hoping to interview them in a future episode. And there are places like that all over the UK possibly even all over the world. I mean, they must exist. And they really helped Ira out when she started out on her journey beginning RGB Limited. So have a look online, see if you can find someone like that close to you. My name's Gillian Casson. <laughs> and what do you do, Gillian Casson? <laughs> Uh, I'm a management coach, that's what I do. Um, so I'm a management coach for a large media company, um, but I do a little sideline in life coaching too. I started my journey in um, my career was as a dental nurse. Um, I know, really, really weird, really, really weird. Um, and worked a lot with um, cancer patients because I, I graduated and went to the hospital and did a lot of maxillofacial work. And it was when working with cancer patients pre and post-op, I realised the biggest thing that you could do with someone is just listen 
and really get to know what was inside their head because without understanding what was inside their head you couldn't help them and prepare them for what was going to happen and also help them afterwards um, and then um, I took a completely different step in my career went into banking really <laughs> weird um, because I really felt the personal strain of working with people with cancer and wanted to do something completely different and I was really fortunate to meet a wonderful woman who I will name because she is my absolute icon, Linda McLeod. And she spotted something in me, the shiny eye syndrome, and really pushed me. And that's where I started to learn how to coach and the benefits that it could bring. But what I also realized was I was doing it naturally anyway. It was just something that I did. It wasn't something I learned. It was something that I just did. But I've evolved, which is great. It might be a silly question, but are there any skills that you've had through the, the years of banking and uh, working with patients that you can apply to the work you do now? Listening. The, the key to a good coach is to listen. If you don't listen, um, you don't know what to ask. We are so full of our own um, predetermined questions that we feel we need to get out that we've stopped listening. And if I, my first question to anybody is, tell me what's inside your head right now. And it'll actually shock them because they're so used to being asked a, a very closed question that it actually, it's, it's, it's great to see someone go, well, actually, this is what's in my head right now. And I'll listen to it. So Gillian, what's in your head right now? <laughs> I'm feeling really nervous. <laughs> I'm thinking, I hope I'm doing this right. <laughs> Branding, as I say, it's a real personal thing. Um, and I work with a lot of managers because if you're wanting to have an identity as a manager, you need to have a personal brand. So if you're going into a new business, for example, people buy into the brand very quicker, quick, more quickly than they'll buy into the person sometimes. Um, and I did a whole um, presentation piece around what is my personal brand and what I would do if I went into a company. Um, and it was very thought provoking. So I always ask managers, if you were to be remembered or you wanted to be remembered, what would it be? Would it be a skill? Would it be a personality? What would it be? And it takes them a little while to, as we said before, to evolve that brand, to make it something. Um, and for me, my brand is, um, and I hate the word, and I hate it, and it is one of my pet hates, but people say I'm really nice. But by nice, I think it's because they don't understand all the other things. But for me, it's about that listening. If you go to jail, she'll really listen. And then in the back of it, she'll ask some great questions. So that's my personal brand. What don't you like about the word nice? I know, it's a really weird question, isn't it, for a life coach? Um, because I don't think it... I'd, nice is such a... Um, it's a nondescript word. I'd rather someone said, she's got a ballsy personality, or she's, you know, she's efficient, or she's professional. But nice is just... It's a bit weak. Yeah, it kind of means everything at once. Yeah, uh -huh. and I, I, if, if again that to me, if someone says I'm nice, it's maybe it's maybe not a very strong personal brand. But I think if I was to ask any manager that I've worked with or anybody that I've worked with, they'll say I'm a professional, and to me that that's that's it. But sometimes they'll go nice, and I'll have to say, tell me what you mean by nice. What specifically is it about nice? And then they'll open up a little bit more. So what can you offer for either individuals or for companies? Um, for companies, I do a lot more of business mentoring. So it's about um, sort of some gaps. At the, mo at the moment, the, the company that I'm working for is um, what I'm actually doing is I'm um, 
improving the coaching capability of the managers because they understand that coaching is the way forward. It's not about tell. I'm not going to tell you what to do. I don't want you to be a clone of me. I want to empower you and coaching is a great way to do that. Um, so that's what I'm doing at the moment and I have improved the coaching capability. Um, providing a scoring matrix to do that was quite difficult because it's almost hard to measure in some respects of the improvement in the coaching capability. Um, but I came up with something that I think works. Um, it's providing results, so that's good. Individually, I can look at um, your personal your personal life, your lifestyle. If you are stuck and you don't know where you want to go, um, sometimes it's just an opportunity again to listen, what's in your head, and then we just talk about it. Uh, who can benefit from you? Anyone. Any age, any any nationality, any um, career type, any part of business. Um, as I say, I've worked with radio now, which is really weird for me. Finances, media, um, students. Um, I've got a couple of clients outside of work who are very different to, to who I would normally help. And I'm finding that so fascinating to work with. Um, so anyone, anyone can benefit from, co from coaching because it's a conversation. And as a human being, we love to talk and we love to listen. So for me, anyone. And if someone is interested potentially in following in your footsteps in going into the world of life coaching, yeah. have you any advice for people? Um, to be honest, there's, there's, there are some courses out there that, that you can do. But if you feel that you are a good listener and people say to you, you are a really good listener, then there are things that you can do. Absolutely. Um, the ILM, Institute of Learning and Management, they do courses they don't actually mean anything, but they might give you a few more tools for your toolkit, which I'm a great believer on. You're always going armed with as many tools as you can to help these people. Um, and there is um, NLP, which is the Neuro Linguistic Programming. Um, and you can do several different bodies within that. Um, I've got, I am, and I actually I say I am not qualified. I have got an NLP in master, master master practitioner of NLP I think that's the technical term and that's more about how the brain works and how you can relate what's going on in your brain to how you're thinking where you are right now um, and I love that kind of thing because I love brain friendly learning because I think that's how people learn best we don't learn being told what to do because then we just repeat it we don't actually understand it um, so there's a couple of things that you can do but it's not just necessarily about the qualifications people have for you it's very much that network of people and that that brand that you've built up yeah it absolutely is and I think I always say to my new managers think of someone if you're stuck and you don't know where you want to be or what kind of manager you want to be just take some time sit back reflect and think who's really inspired me as a person or as a manager what have they done well what have they not done so well and start looking at that and that's the start of your journey because you learn from people who you don't warm to as much as the people that you warm to <laughs> Oh, I certainly have, and I know that. <laughs> <laughs> be yourself, find your brand, be who you want to be. And it's about finding out who you are and what you really want. Because if you want to work in the creative arts, as that, that old adage, if you want to do something, you'll end up doing it because you'll work towards it. You won't be put off or deflected. You might do, for, for like me, I've done quite a lot of different careers. But my coaching has just kept me going all the way through. Um, and it's about if you love radio, but you can't get a job in radio, there's lots of other things you can do. You can do community radio. Yes, it's unpaid. However, you can do something else to fund that. So you're still doing it. And if you stop doing it because you make excuses, you need to think about why you're making excuses. And, and it's something that people need to think about. Um, 
if I'm coaching someone and they'll go, I definitely don't want to talk about that, guess what we're going to talk about? Because <laughs> the minute you say, um, well, I can't do that. Oh, let's talk about that can't word. What's that can't word? Why can't you? What is it about can't that makes you say you can't do it? Because actually we're built to be able to do anything we want. If you work in this kind of industry, it's all about working together and helping other people. Would yeah. you agree? Absolutely. Teamwork is absolutely key. Um, and I've done a couple of sessions where I came in and observed some radio shows and we talked afterwards. And that was really new to me because I've never worked in that environment before. But again, what it taught me was I don't need to know anything about... If you want to be coached or you want to be a coach, you don't need to know anything about the subject matter. Again, you need to watch, you need to look, you need to listen, and then you need to just sum it up at the end. Because again, I talked to the presenters that I was working with at the time and I turned it straight back to so what's your brand you present you're presenting this show what is your brand what do you want the audience or the listeners to think about it and they started to bounce off each other and they were very they were all very different about how they wanted their brand but in the end we started to get them to where they needed to be and to find out more about Gillian Casson, you can find her on Twitter at Jilly45. That's spelled at G-I-L-L-Y 45. And even in just the hour that I spent with Gillian, she gave so much good advice. So be expecting to hear from Gillian again in a future episode, or there might be extra content heading to 99podcast.com. I love making this podcast. It's great to think that I'm helping people get into creative work or to at least get the confidence to feel like they, they know the next step forward. But if you have any questions, any opinions, any careers that you want us to look into that I haven't even thought about yet, then please do get in touch. A big thank you to our guests this week, to Gillian Casson and Ira Catcher. Also a thank you to MXI for sending in your music. And thank you for joining us this time, episode six of 99% Perspiration. Next week, we have Johnny Woods. He's the creative director of Thrive. And just like Era, he's a business owner and a graphic designer. And also fine artist, Adam Wilson Holmes. And until next time, stay productive, stay awesome. 99% 